Welcome into another edition of Locked On Seminoles. We are going to talk about Amari Williams, the soon-to-be class of 24 player that is visiting Florida State this weekend. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Today's show is going to be fun because it's a new trend that we're seeing. And if you take nothing else away from this, understand that you're going to be seeing more of this. Amari is a class of 25 player that is changing his class to 24 meaning he's going from a junior to a senior. He is from the Benjamin School down in Palm Beach County. He's an edge rusher slash tight end that can do a little bit of everything. Very athletic young man. And quite frankly, he's one of the top performers in the class of 25 that is now going to have a chance to sign this coming Wednesday. And it's, it's pretty unique because until just recently, it's something that was kind of rare. We're seeing more of it. Armando Blunt, et cetera, have been doing it. So without further ado, I'm going to break into why he's important and what's going on with him in regards to Florida State. First off, again, Benjamin School, 6'4", 215, 220, somewhere in that range. He is a track athlete. I want to come back to that in a second, hold on to that thought. But he plays D-end and tight end. Not normal for a kid to be as athletic as he is and just kind of pick whatever he wants. But at practice when I was there, he literally got to participate on either side when I was there earlier this year. So puts it in perspective. Um, Auburn, Georgia, Bama, Miami, Florida, Florida State, uh, Michigan, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas, Southern Cal. These are some of the schools that have already offered this young man a scholarship. If I remember correctly, 247 had him as their number one athlete in 25. And again, he is moving to the class of 24. Here's why is it so pertinent to the Knowles. He is visiting Florida State this weekend because he's reclassifying. He can take in a visit and official. I assume that it's official. That's, I don't know why else he wouldn't. And quite honestly, this is a fun thing to talk about because I had no idea. I live in Florida. I'm pretty well connected around, but I didn't know anything about this one. And I've met the kid, great kid, by the way. And it's just hilarious to me that it keeps happening, but that's on me. It should be a situation that we all kind of expect this now. He's at an elite academic institution in the Benjamin school. So he's going to be prepared for college. I don't know how they do all the credit stuff, and I'm sure he's going to enroll next summer and all that. But again, very phenomenal talent. So without further ado, I want to go into some of his stats. I'm going to talk a little bit about all the things that go into it. I'll I'll pull up comments here in just a second after I read off some of this stuff. I'm going to pull up comments on on my own, too, with regard to what I got. I got a bunch of stuff here. He had, in 2023, he played 10 games, 16 catches, 424 yards. 26 and a half yards per catch, seven touchdowns. So out of the 16 catches, seven of them went for touchdowns. And he's playing in Florida. 26 and a half per catch and a long of 67 yards. Now, when I saw him, when I went out there for practice one day, they had track practice first. And I figured he's discus, shot, something like that. No, no, he's part of the 100-meter team. What's that? 
because <laughs> he's 215 and he's standing there and I'm like, holy cow, that's impressive. So I watch him run. He's a natural athlete, man. He can get after it in the open space and make plays. I, I don't care what school it is he goes to. They're going to find a spot for him. Here's the interesting part. Again, he plays both sides. In 22, he only had uh, like seven catches. This year, it went up to 16. But last year, he had 15 sacks. This year, he had four. So he's moved more towards offense, and I assume that's what he's going to play for the Knowles. I don't know, but he could play either. Athletically, you cannot teach what he does. And I've seen him go through DN drills. The day I was there, he played defense. He can bend with the best of them and get his shoulder pads underneath an offensive tackle and get around and bend the corner and just be a speed rusher. All of that, and he runs around 11 in the 100 meters, somewhere around there. I don't think there's going to be any question that Florida State would be lucky to add him to this class, although I do think that it would still be in his best interest because he's moving up one grade. Go ahead and redshirt. Get into college, redshirt, do whatever. Now, you can still play per the rules that there are in college football now, up to four games. The caveat to that is you can play four and then you can play in the bowl game. I didn't even realize that. Somebody said that on a podcast today. And I'm like, oh, well, that's an interesting stat. So any of the kids that have played four years this year for Florida State, if they play against Georgia and they've already played their four games, they can still redshirt, just so you know. What would I do with Amari? Well, number one, I would allow him to kind of pick his position early on and I assume they've talked about it and figured that out already. But again, this has been thrust upon me and I don't know what's going on long-term. Maybe they're going to figure it out after he gets to campus. Maybe they're going to figure it out in terms of if you come in and you like one spot better than what we like you at, you have to prove it. I have no idea, but I would let him try either and just kind of go about it. Cause you're losing multiple tight ends. You're going to lose defensive ends. They need help in both spots. Norvell and his staff shouldn't, really be concerned about it because these things tend to take care of themselves. Defensive ends are always more coveted as a general rule, but from seeing what little I saw of him in practice, he did some one-on-ones the day I was there too, and he, he moved over to flex tight end. He caught a back shoulder that was really impressive. So Amari, I think upside-wise and just the way he carries himself with that speed, how the game is played today with Norvell's scheme, it was a different coach. I wouldn't necessarily say this, but I like Norvell's play calling. His scheme is just tremendous. I'd play him at tight end if push came to shove. And I know that pass rushers are hard to find. Historically, though, Florida State does not struggle to get DNs. Finding a pass catcher that is like this, maybe it's I'm jaded based on Brock Bowers and some of these other guys that have come through college football. There's nobody going to cover him in the slot. Like you put Amari in the slot. He's going to be 6'4", 230-ish. Who's going to guard him? Who guarded Jaheim Bell? Same kind of deal. Maybe slightly taller, but the same kind of deal. There aren't going to be many. And if he ends up playing defensive end again, that's cool. That's what I would do with him. So with that being stated, um, note that this is not a normal football player. This is a big-time guy, and he can he can make a lot of things happen. I don't think... Florida State would have to wait more than the one. I, again, I would redshirt him. But in year two, I think he would play a lot. So here in just a moment, I want your questions on this. I want to hear your thoughts on if you have questions regarding how does how does a kid move up? 
I have a little bit of information, not as much as I'd like. I can talk about that. What his recruitment's like, what kind of person he is, etc. I've met him, good kid. I can go into that. Any questions you have about him? And then here, after I get done with Amari, I am also going to um, learn more than I thought I was going to today. Florida State's linebacker situation. We'll get to that towards the end, and we will also talk about some of the other stuff going on with Armando Blunt, KJ Bolden, etc. We have a lot to get to in this live show. With that being said, there's there's also a lot that I need to get to on some other stuff as well. We're, we're talking about a lot of different things going on with Florida State, and I'm pretty sure that we're going to see something go on with uh, Florida State getting some commitments here real soon. Speaking of commitment, you should commit to getting the Game Time app. If you want to buy your father some tickets, if you want to get tickets for yourself, perhaps take your, your wife to a game that she's never been to and a great experience, Last-minute ticket deals at game time. Flash deals, tickets on the last day. You can see your seats once you click on them on the app. It is a very easy app to use. I've used it myself, and it's something that I can check on. Basketball tickets, concerts, anything that you can think of that there's an arena. It's here in the United States, you're talking about game time. So with that being said, go ahead and take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Again, download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms apply, create an account and spell out, or excuse me, locked on college and get $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, now let's talk about who is this kid? Well-spoken, very intelligent, has the ability to look at things from a broad perspective. He wasn't a normal kid that I met. I was really impressed. Quite frankly, there aren't enough kids like him. If you find somebody like Amari Williams that's more mature and has that kind of athletic ability, of course you're going to go after him. Again, the offer list is ridiculous. Florida, Florida State, Miami, Georgia, Auburn, Southern Cal, Texas, Michigan, Penn State, there's a reason they all offered. So my question, and I'm about to pull up all these in the chat. I see everybody over there. What is it that you think Florida State should do when kids want to reclassify? I just kind of want to throw that out. At any point you want to ask a question about that, you can do that too. So, all right, what do we got here? What's up, Brian? Go Knowles, Mike, go nuts. Hey, Mike, how you doing, sir? Definitely need defensive ends. That is your daddy, Noel, 100%. Look, every class. There's no exception. There's no exception. You need defensive ends. Period. Uh, Florida State, any school you can imagine, got to have them, man. Teams that don't have pass rushers are teams that don't win major bowl games. Teams that don't have pass rushers don't beat their rival. Teams that don't have pass rushers don't have a chance to get to the playoffs. All these things go together, 100%. All right. Do you think Amari has more upside than Landon? Ooh, that is a great question. Landon's a little different. I've seen them both up close, known both, both great guys. I think they're the number one kid in 24 and 25 at tight end. Flex, like that just random athlete guy. There's one other kid in Georgia you might put in there. Ooh, I don't know which one's better. It depends on which one wants to block more. That would be my answer. Catching the ball, making people miss, being dynamic, both of them I think will be fine. 
This is more about their effort after they get on campus. I don't think you can put a lot of stock in that right now because they're beating up on high school kids. Going out to FSU practice and see, oh, that's Patrick Payton. Oh, that's Blake Nicholson. Oh, that's a safety that's been at Florida State for two or three years. I got to I gotta find a way to get my hands on him so he doesn't run around me and kill somebody in the back. These are hard things to do. So which one has more upside is really up to them. Talent-wise, it's pretty much the same deal. I would say Omari's faster in a straight line because he's a track kid. But at the same time, Landon is a beast, and he's been a beast since he's like 14 years old when I first met him, probably before that. I'm guessing he's a little stronger. He was a little bigger earlier, but I doubt that's going to matter much because once you get in the weight room at the collegiate level, it generally kind of takes care of itself. All right. Savage Biscuit 38. That is a great name, by the way. Someone asked me yesterday, do I listen to No Fries, No Slaw? I said, yep, and I listen to Locked On Seminoles. Keep it up, Brian. Always a great job. Thank you, man. There are some really cool Florida State shows out there, and I'm not afraid to say it. I've listened to that show. Um, Buddy Elliott's a friend of mine. He's got a show. Um, the Nolcast, they do a great job. There's a whole bunch of different shows. By all means, you should check them out. It's a good time. All right. The Joker dad Amari will be more of a D end he could be um, the only thing when you go to practice uh, I should have mentioned this earlier in evaluating him there's no way to know how much in a high school practice you're going to get out of this how much does he take the banging because you're not going to beat up on your own team they don't tackle to the ground that much in high school practices or any level really in the season in the NFL, I don't even think they're allowed to per contract, but can he take on the run? I don't know. And that also kind of goes in with the tight end part with the blocking. I, I can only guess so much. Athletically, though, it doesn't matter. He's a freakazoid. He'll figure it out. All right. Do you have any concerns about Florida State finding starting caliber players in the portal at our current positions of need? I have a huge concern. Two of the concerns for every team – would be tight end and D-line. Because even if you lose one guy, or not tight end, but offensive tackle, guard center, and then D-line. If you lose even one guy like up front on the offensive line, it's just a chemistry thing. It's hard. So you need depth. Florida State's going to be short, and then they're not going to have as much chemistry because they're losing so many guys. At least I think. We'll see how many try to get a sixth year and all that. There's so much going on. D-line, you just need numbers in general, and you're going to lose verse. You're not going to replace him. I said it on yesterday's live live stream. You can go back and check it out. Florida State, just like any other school, you're going to find that diamond in the rough like Jared. He's, he's from the Dayton area. I mean, right down the road from Ohio State. He didn't get their offer. He didn't get anything. And he's right in the middle of an area that's heavily scouted. Ends up at Albany. Then he ends up all the way down south in Florida. Exception. Not the rule. So with that being stated, what can you really expect long-term from that? you got to recruit more high school kids. And that's the same thing I said yesterday. Florida State's hit the home run in the portal, and they should by all means continue to take portal kids. But long-term, you want to slowly dwindle that number so you're developing your own guys, and it's a little easier to replace a kid instead of depending on somebody to come in in January, go through spring ball, and then you thrust them into the lineup that fall. I think Florida State's still in a pretty good spot for the most part on defense, but linebacker is the other one. Like I'm going to talk about it at length here in about five, 10 minutes. 
there's a long way to go linebacker. There's a lot of moving parts. We'll get into that more in depth, but that's a concern. Um, while I'm thinking of it, and before I, I forget, these are some of the notes. I, I've heard different things. I've heard K.J. Bolden's going to go to Florida State. I was told today by somebody else he's definitely not going to go to Florida State. He'll go to Auburn or Georgia. And I also know that he's supposed to visit Florida State. I have no idea what that kid's going to do before anybody asks. K.J. is one of the best players in the country, plays at Buford. I've heard too many different things. Whatever happens, happens. And the people I talk to are pretty pretty well connected. So, I, you know, I have no idea. That's a question I'm sure it's going to come up. I'll, I'll bring that back up if somebody has any questions. I'll be happy to address it. Armando Blunt, I will be shocked if he does not flip back from Florida State and go to Miami based on what I've been told. But, again, I've been wrong before, and there's still several days till signing day, so that can change. Uh, last piece on Florida State in this class, they're going to be, and I don't know who it is. This is just something I say to anybody. Anybody asks me something on Twitter, I talk to you on phone, whatever. No matter who you are, you should expect at least one kid in every class in the last week to surprise you as a coaching staff. It happens all the time. Whatever kid it is. You know, what I mean by that is somebody that you – this kid's signing with us. We're good. Somebody's going to, in today's NIL era, you shouldn't be surprised. You have to be ready at any point in time to lose a player because it's pretty good chance that's going to happen. All right. Georgia been losing a lot of them five stars in the portal. K-Jack, that is very true. But at the same time, it's Georgia. They got a little more depth than most. Wayne, Jamari, and him just watching bowl practice. Some of these kids enrolling, like they go to the bowl. I don't know the whole deal with it. You get done to your high school. You don't play in the bowl, but they let them practice. And I think it's a good thing. And I don't give NCAA much credit very often, but at least these kids acclimate. Anybody that's there practicing, whatever, it's it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, Shavers is going to go to Nebraska probably. Um, EMG 4454 Shavers is committed to Miami, <clears throat> but I don't think they were pursuing him that hard. He didn't have a great senior year from what I heard. And I think he's going to end up in Nebraska. He is visiting the Huskers this weekend. NK Florida state has to recruit the trenches better. hundred percent. Landy elite talent. If you want to commit for or compete for a mat uh, for a natty. I couldn't have said it any better myself. One of the things that Florida State has struggled at is getting players to commit early on, later on, whatever, in a couple of different spots, O-line in particular. We know that. And then, again, I want to talk about it here in a minute, linebacker, and it's going to hurt them. You can win to the, with the portal to a certain degree, but at some point that's going to bite you. Um, this is a, a little prelude from the classes of 22 – in the class of 23, take a, take a guess how many linebackers the Knowles signed in those two combined classes. It's not, the, it's not the number that you would want it to be. So with that being stated, we also have something else to talk about, and that is prize picks. Prize picks is your opportunity for daily fantasy sports. It is the largest platform in North America, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, pros and sharks. You just pick more than or less than on two to six different players with their stats, and you can hopefully watch the winnings roll in. Here's an example. 
if you have an NBA player that you follow, uh, let's go with a certain young man that happens to be the best shooter in the world for the Golden State Warriors. And you think he's going to hit four or more shots from deep and the number is three. Well, then you would pick over. You could also put those together like with the NFL and the NBA. There's a league just for that in the specials league. You can do it. And if you're looking at football in particular, just as something to think about, they have something with injuries. If a guy gets hurt in the first half, you have injury protection. He gets reloaded. So go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Again, prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. This is something that I think a lot of people would enjoy if they haven't. It's pretty simple and straightforward. So check out prize picks today. All right, let's get back into the questions here. Let's see, where were we here? All right. NK, MJJ, and other linebacker from UGA possible. Marvin Jones Jr. is who you're talking about. I believe he's at FSU this weekend. That's the last I'd heard. If somebody has heard differently, please post it in the chat. Um, I don't know what all Florida State has going on for this weekend. Two points here to that. I get information, and then sometimes it changes. And B, unlike with recruiting, like, I, for instance, I can call a seven-on-seven coach, or like I've been texting with one here over the last few hours about kids unrelated to FSU, but I don't have the same access with these portal kids, especially the ones that are like juniors and seniors. They've been away from a lot of their mentors from their high school days long enough. They're not always in contact. It's wild. So what's reported, what happens, not always the same. Irvin Williams, in your opinion, is money worth more to high school kids than development or actually wanting to be at the school or is it a mixture of both? Money, it depends on the kid. Like to a inner city kid or something, yeah, it's going to mean a lot. But I also know rich kids that still have one after the money or kids that are from pretty darn good families. So that's really a hard question to answer because it's case by case. There's there's one kid in particular that I know he's going to a school because of the NIL package they offered him and he did not want to go there. He just thought it was too much money to pass up. Um, it's a school that's got a good coach at his position, so that helped. But from what I was told, it was the NIL. So that's a great question, Irvin, but it is a player pretty much making his own decision. It's case by case. So, all right, what we got here? Kool-Aid maker, a former five-star coming with MJJ. I'm not sure. Oh, the, uh, the other one. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I haven't heard much on the, the linebacker situation We'll see if somebody knows more about it. I've just seen it in passing. I have not researched that at all. I don't know who's involved, but that'll probably be something I find out more about Saturday and Sunday. Christopher, Christopher Hay, good night. Is there any way that Division One programs can have scrimmages against smaller schools to help speed up some of their young players before putting in big-time football games? Great job. No. Um, everything is sanctioned to the letter of the wall. Uh, you're not going to... I know you're talking about trying to get guys up to speed faster, and I get what you're saying. The answer is no. To my knowledge, you cannot do that. Um, like basketball, that might be a little different, but the injury thing is part of what they're worried about is my guess. And looking at it from the NCAA's own perspective, they just want fewer times these guys are running into each other, less chance for them to get sued somewhere on down the line. Daddy Noel, it's weird that we have so much success at defensive end development and struggle at recruiting the position. 
There is truth in that. I wonder why that is. That's very odd. I don't know why that is, man. But Florida State historically has had DNs, and even here recently, they certainly have too. Grand champion. Just checking. Any word with Cam Ward so far? How's the visit going? I have no idea. Um, like I was just saying a minute ago, with high school kids, I might know something. I mean, he's from Texas. Then he was in the Northwest. I don't know any of his people. I have no idea. If somebody's posted something on one of the other boards, more power to them. Um, I don't trust in these kind of situations. Even if Norvell called me, I'd be a little weary. I literally don't want to hear what Florida State has to say. I want to hear what somebody in that kid's camp has to say. Coaches always think they're getting everybody. That's just kind of the nature of the beast. It's nothing against them. It's human nature. But I don't know anybody in Cam's, Cam's uh, corner. K-Jack the Great. They say he's supposed to be coming on the visit with MJJ. They're talking about the linebacker. If that is the case, I mean, what I'm going to talk about here in just about five minutes is going to be a big deal. Because I'm going to talk about linebackers and, <clears throat> excuse me, Florida State needs. Now, I didn't want to like get into the board, like who they're after and all that. Florida State needs at least two linebackers from the portal. So that's important. What's happening with Cam Ward? Like I said, all I know is he's on the visit. There's been pictures put out there on social media and stuff. He is on campus. That's all I know. If he's a kid that ends up making a decision sooner than later, it would benefit me, you, everybody in this chat, and quite honestly, all across the world. Because then all these teams, not just Florida State, Miami, the two schools that he's visited, because there's still other ones trying to get him to make visits, I guarantee it, could move on with their number two guy, number three. And this would go boom, 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 boom. It'd be like a bunch of dominoes just tilting right over on top of the next one. Cam is probably the top of the board for everybody just about. Until he decides, a lot of pe- a lot of teams are going to be kind of iffy. Should we or should we not make a decision on this? And that's a great question. You know, do we wait it out and risk it? Because then the number two guy might be gone, the number three guy. It's a great question, man. So what's going on with Cam Ward does certainly matter. Grand champion. I remember seeing it at a few of our games. I coached at St. Mimes. Oh, okay. There you go. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I've uh, I've been to Miami Central games. I, I know Blue real well. Uh, I was up at the Ocala game when Armando went bonkers. Uh, obviously, I'm, what, I think it was six sacks Armando had in that game. Holy cow, that was that was ridiculous. Mike. Barts, what's up, Noel fam? Kim, thank you. When should we expect some movement by Florida State to get some portal guys? That's honestly a really good question. I would say sometime in the next five to ten days, you'll see three or four guys. And it could be more if Cam comes. I think people would want to play with him. This weekend, you'll get one or two, one or two next week. And then by the end of next weekend, you should have right before Christmas. I think a lot of people would want to have their decision made before they go into Christmas. I think next Thursday and Friday could be, I mean, just in general, not Florida state Florida state should have three or four, I would assume, but there could be some other schools that really need portal help. Like Oklahoma's offensive lines devastated. They're probably desperate. They might get six or seven and take a couple of chances. Depends on the school, but with the Knowles, I'm going to guess three or four in the next week. K Jack. I know we're up right now and doing good, but I feel like a lot of kids are going to our rivals because of early playing time. There's some truth to that, but I mean, Florida state's got a top 10 class by any measurement. 
the end of the day, you got to develop who you get. Florida State has developed better than most schools, in particular one in Gainesville. Can anybody argue against that? I mean, being an objective, I know there's a bunch of Florida State fans, but Florida State's developing better than most schools. That's why they're winning. So that's something else to put into per- perspective here. McEwen's good evening from Colorado. Hello. I'm guessing it is much colder there because I am in central Florida and it is definitely not as cold as where you are. I'm curious, do you have any snow? I'm guessing that you are somewhere close to Denver, but if not in your in the lower areas, away from the mountains, you may not. So that's part of it. Um, one other, one other thing here. Before I get into uh, well, here's one more real quick. What's your general take on the overall strength of the portal this year? And is any position in particular deep? Well, that's a good question. There's quite a few receivers. I think a few of them are a little underrated. I forget the kid, Jamal, something. There's a kid at Wake Forest, doesn't have huge numbers, but they had terrible quarterback play. He's a senior, going to be a fifth year somewhere. That'd be a good player for somebody. There's a lot of guys like that, though. There's something to be said for grown men's strength at receiver, too, because they got a block part of the screen game, break tackles. He's like a 6'4", 205 kid. I think receiver is going to be one that's pretty common. Quarterback's pretty good, but it's not great. It's a little better than I thought it was going to be because, as usual, a couple of kids got in that I didn't necessarily think would. Even Cam's better than I thought. And I think Will Howard's a little better than I thought. Once I dove in to look at the film, I'm like, hey, these guys can play. But O-line is concerning, being nice. And that's a spot everybody's looking. O-line is concerning. D-tackle is not the deepest. Um, Walter Nolan, by the way, from what I heard, is probably going to end up at Ole Miss. That's kind of scary. Ole Miss is killing it in the portal. That's the best player in the portal, I think, in general, along with Cam Ward. But overall, like the line play, and I think this is common, really good D-linemen just leave to the NFL, and then O-linemen just don't transfer much. Those two spots will generally be the weakest year in, year out. Grand champion. I played at Central, went to FSU with Freeman, my best friend of 26 years, talked to him every day. I talked to Randy Shaman over the week at Odell. My nephew is at Pat. Oh, mom is my sister. I'll be dang. That is a small world, brother. You got a lot of connections. North Dakota. Oh, wow. North Dakota. It is cold as all get out there. I do not want to be there for Christmas. Yeah, there's snow on the ground from yesterday from oh, <laughs> from Panama City originally. Yeah, I'd imagine the difference between Panama City and anywhere in Colorado is quite stark. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with Blunt as far as what you're, what you're asking, Mike. Everybody's going to offer kids like that NIL money. He lives right down the road from the University of Miami, like 10 miles. Um. I have no idea what it is. I haven't talked to Armando in quite a while. Mike Holly predict what number 11 gets 12 sacks in 24. He could. Here's the only question. I, and I was talking to somebody about this earlier this week. Patrick Payton's a dude. That's who he's talking about. He's saying he's going to get 12 sacks next year. He could. However, if Florida State does not bring in somebody or somebody does not develop or a combination, whatever, on the other side, teams are going to chip him and double him all year. Because he was opposite at verse, they kind of got one of them couldn't be doubled. Couldn't do it. You don't have enough numbers. So if he's the only guy, he could actually go down in sacks because he's just keyed on. That's why recruiting never ends and it's so important. 
What about the center that committed to SC? I haven't heard anything. I know his coach real well. I mean, from what I was told when he originally committed, one of the prime reasons that he decided on Southern Cal, not Florida State, the offense, I mean, obviously a certain quarterback there, Caleb, you know, kind of created an aura, but he disliked the offense and everything that SC was doing. And I thought to myself, that may be, but a lot of teams run spread. It just looks different when Caleb Williams back there. I mean, like physically gifted, except for maybe Jaden Daniels. I mean, you could make that argument. Caleb Williams, I still think, is the most talented kid in the country. He's played for a team that had zero defense. I mean, they were terrible. It's it's crying shame how bad USC's defense got. But they did go out and hire UCLA's defense coordinator, so good for that. I will give them credit. All right. One other thing to discuss before we get into the linebackers, and that is prize picks, or excuse me, LinkedIn jobs. When you are hiring for a small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as you can possibly interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. For instance, we're a week away from National Signing Day. Right after that is Christmas. Anybody that was trying to hire for the holidays, they have screening tools that will help you find candidates for any level of job. Somebody that's part-time, it could be accounting, it could be a big box store, it could be a small warehouse and you just need physical labor, they will have tools to do it. I've used LinkedIn numerous times. I've been on both sides of the ledger with that. It's a great, great resource. So, you should check it out. The app is easy to use. It's easy to manipulate and figure out. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. I'm going to transition right now to the linebacker situation. And I definitely want your questions on this. It's really wild to me that Florida State is in this spot because when I was growing up, like it's ironic, Marvin Jones Jr. is in the portal right now. He's going to visit Florida State. For those of you old enough, and I'm 50, Marvin Jones Jr., when he came out, Dennis Erickson, who was at Miami at the time, said he was the best high school linebacker he ever saw. Goes to Florida State, balls out for three years. I think he was the third pick by the Jets. He had a knee injury or else his career would have been a lot better. He still played in the NFL. He was as good as it gets. His kid is on campus as at the end, but man, Marvin could play. Just wanted to bring that up, but it's just weird because they're losing Tatum Bethune, Kalen Deloach, your two backers. Teams today are in nickel, so you don't really use three backers that much, but they're also losing Lundy. He's in the portal, in case you didn't know. DJ is one of the more highly skilled guys at making tackles, just being consistent according to Pro Football Focus. They also lost 2022 recruit Dylan Brown Turner to the portal. Omar Graham who's a 2022 kid playing linebacker, pretty good player. He's going to get a lot of chances, I think, this next spring. That's the name we're going to be talking about. Blake Nicholson and DeMarco Ward, those are a couple of kids that were in this last class. They're freshmen. They're going to get a chance, but there's not a lot else. I mean, there's a few other kids, but that's just a, a little bit that I scouted through, went through the roster, and like, okay, who's transferred? Who hasn't? Let's dig into this because Bethune and Deloach played 90% of the reps, it seems like in the big games. And they should. They were good. But Florida State's pretty void. And I'm not thinking they thought DeLoach and Bethune were going to leave and they were going to lose London. Just my guess. 
but losing all three is a big blow. And I did, before we start digging into all the Georgia stuff and all that right after Christmas, these are the kind of things I want to talk about. Big box for your program. When you lose that many kids at one spot, it takes away from other players because teams can attack it when you're inexperienced, et cetera, in the middle of the field in particular. It's hard to lose inside linebackers, both, and then a key, key linebacker that's a backup. Norvell and his staff have it pretty rough to go against those guys. That's not easy, bro. That's not easy at all. Here's the other part, and you can do whatever you want with this, but this is just my opinion. If you're going to bring two in this year and you need at least two, you, you, you might need to bring one more in, and I, I'll get to the two guys in a second, in this class as a linebacker. The two they have right now I love, Jaden Parrish and Tamir Hickman Collins. Parrish is one of my favorite players in this class. He's from Atlantic High School in South Florida. He can ball. He's, he's not a bad player in any way, shape, or form. That kind of kid's going to help you. You need at least two transfers, though. I want to put this in so anybody can ask questions or whatever in the chat. I'm going to dive back in here. But Florida State at linebacker has a long way to go. This is not, this is not easy. Let's see, where are we at here? Let's see what we got. If we can develop Blake and Cryer, but do we need both depths? I agree. Yeah, man, like linebacker takes a lot of hits. Uh, I know a guy that played for the Cowboys, uh, was a linebacker. Even in college, he was having shoulder pain and stuff. It's not a normal thing to bang your shoulder over and over and over again. It's just not. You always got to have depth everywhere, but that's a spot that takes on more attrition too. Kool-Aid maker. Either a kid doesn't believe in the message of Mike's program and development, or the kid can't get paid. But something needs to change in recruiting the elite trench players from high school. Um, There's some truth to that. They're, they're trying to get uh, a kid from North Carolina, white. They're trying to get some other guys, but they haven't hit as much as they used to on D-line recruiting. Kool-Aid Maker's not wrong. Just getting one more kid a year, D-tackle or D-end, completely changes your program. Because if you do that four consecutive years, only one of them pans up. Like, doesn't have to be Jared first, but if one of them's an upper echelon player that goes in the third, fourth round, that's a dude. That's the difference between beating somebody like Miami or Florida and not. 